Hello and welcome to an episode of Dramatized. I'm Alison Peachy. And I'm Lisa Ellis. And today we are talking about Business Proposal episodes 7 and 8. These episodes are... I feel like I'm trying to recall the feelings I was feeling when I was watching them. And I feel the same. I agree. I had I blushed a bit. There's some blushing moments here. Oh yeah. There were some steamy moments. Um yes. some times of questionable consent. Yeah, this I think episode 7 has my biggest gripe of all the episodes so far. <laughs> <laughs> as far as bad tropes go. I fully understand that and I think I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> because as it happened, I was like this is the first one where I have felt like I don't know that I feel positively about it yeah. because it is kind of bad. It's yeah. worse than uh, being kidnapped or not like worse <laughs> than actually being kidnapped, but worse than being kidnapped and, you know, like the, because I was like thinking about all of the things that people have problems with Yeah, and, you know, TV shows are supposed to be a window into the fantastical in a way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so are movies and books. You know, they should, I guess, analyze the human experience on some level, but also uh, they could be like a fun thing. And uh, dramas are oftentimes an escape, perhaps mm -hmm. from yeah. problems. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought about, uh, you know, 365 days. <laughs> are you lost, baby girl? <laughs> I, I thought about that. And I thought about how uh, it's not for everybody, but it is some people's vibe right right but i don't think uh that you know the situation that happens is most people's vibe yeah i i completely <laughs> agree i completely understand i think that as we've talked about many times there are things that are just kind of tropey and that because they occur in a fictional setting i'm like that's fine but you know like not, irl it would be really iffy exactly and by iffy i mean bad and like even in like my k drama i'm like no thank you no this is too yeah. much it, this is this is supposed to be fun and light and y'all are supposed to actually uh. you know like each other and this is uncomfortable <laughs> but i guess i mean if we're talking about the same thing which i think we probably are we are there's uh, a couple things but it kind of works for either of them but yeah like the characters are too upset for sure yeah and i think that's why it works is because it's like yeah sort of like a no harm no foul situation but yeah to your point it doesn't send a great message so anyway let's stop being vague and let's start talking <laughs> right? about the episode <laughs> um do we want to give a content warning quote unquote that uh this is you know we've had some after dark episodes this is a morning episode so we might sound oh, yeah. a little funky even though it is 10 a.m on a sunday so only to us is that really morning but <laughs> Well, but I mean, you know, it's it's the weekend. It's the yeah, weekend. It's, exactly. it's been it's been party time. I have uh, just had breakfast. Lisa yeah. is literally the first person that I'm speaking to, other than myself. Same, same. Um, <laughs> yeah, the vibes they might be a little different, but I'm excited for these vibes. <laughs> Sleepy girls, and I went to bed really late. <laughs> me I was too. not responsible. <laughs> oh, me too, big time. I mean, yeah, it, this is a this is a circumstance of our own making, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> Post-sunrise, pre-noon episode. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> so we start where uh, we ended, which is pretty typical for these Netflix K-dramas and also TV shows kind of in general. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, but the opposite scene, I will say, it's just a little mirror take. Uh, Temu calls Hari, who is at the hotel, 
and her phone is still charging. The gals at the front desk decide to answer the phone, and I guess they let him know that she left her phone at the front desk charging. He walks into the hotel lobby just as Hottie's college friends are hassling her about her boyfriend. He hears the conversation that they're having and decides to help out. Out of the goodness of his heart, no ulterior motives whatsoever. Absolutely he not. He certainly doesn't just want to be this girl's boyfriend. Are you lost, baby girl? <laughs> so he introduces himself as her boyfriend and uh, Yura invites them both to dinner. On the way to the dinner, Hari asks what Temu is doing. He says that she should thank him for coming to her defense just as her friends are about to find out that she doesn't actually have a boyfriend. That he's a fake boyfriend. She says that he should apologize for leaving her out in the rain. He obviously feels bad about this. He apologizes and says that he canceled his meetings to come and see her. She says that she thinks uh, she should go in there and tell them the truth. Just as she's going to turn around, the two hear her friends gossiping about Temu. Classic. One of them says that he's very handsome and good looking. He looks like a model. He's wearing designer clothes. She wonders if Hari bought them for him. And then they're like, no, Hari doesn't make enough money to buy anybody design or anything. <laughs> that was an odd comment. This, <laughs> I thought it was a very strange comment. Uh, Yura comments that Hari couldn't afford these clothes, as I said. Mm-hmm. Say it twice. Just to really emphasize, hammer that point home. Uh-huh. When she says this, Hadi and Temu both look kind of embarrassed uh, and like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I said, this solidarity is cute. Yes. I think Temu's Temu like, asks these her- are your friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't my enemy young so? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Temu asks her if she really thinks that going into the restaurant and telling them the truth is the best option. Temu contemplates what he should act like around these friends, and he decides to be a full-on doting rich boyfriend. He won't let Hadi look at the menu, because the menu has prices on it, and you don't need to worry about the prices, baby girl. (laughs) He insists on paying for all the girls, and he tells her that his credit card and his love have one thing in common. They're both limitless. (laughs) Yes! He wins over the two friends whose names I don't know, but fails to impress Yura, who, uh, they have these goofy little, like, comic book heart, um, meters above Mm -hmm. their head. Their heads. And, uh, the two friends, their hearts are just continuously filling with, like, pink, pink vibes, and, uh, then the purple heart is Yura, and I guess purple is a bad color. Purple, no. Because her heart goes all the way down or maybe it fills up with purple and then explodes so that's bad mm-hmm. not charmed no not charmed at all she is really not charmed the two girls are gushing over this treatment of hottie when they ask what Tamu likes about hottie so much he replies that she is the prettiest girl he's ever known she's like please don't don't exaggerate <laughs> And he's like, I'm not exaggerating, but um, I fell in love with you at first sight. The friends say that Minu would be just this way with Yura if you were there. Mm. Temu, not fully gripping who these people are, is like, oh, Minu like the chef? (laughs) I know him from work. And they're like, oh, you work at GoFoods too? And he's like, yeah, I'm the president. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and everybody but Yura is like, 
Great. I love that. This is so fun and cool. Which is so funny because if my friend started dating the president of her company, I'd have a lot more red flags, but I'm very glad that these people were just happy for Hottie. <laughs> I think I'd just kind of be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, did you tell HR? <laughs> that would probably be my first thing. Like, like was... how many HR meetings have you had? Yeah. Yeah, like, um, are you, you sure have, like, your, a your employment contract written up? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we do. Get one. Not about this. Um. <laughs> also, I just, I love this layer to this relationship of the fake, fake girlfriend now has a fake boyfriend. It's just, it's beautiful. It's an inverse. It's, it's like covering every single scenario. Like, we don't even need fan fiction. And, and I love yeah. that. Thank you, show. Thank you, show, for being there for the fanfic writers. After everyone thanks Tamu for dinner, Yura asks where they're staying, just as Hadi is about to say that they're heading back to Seoul, the plan all along. Yes. Because she didn't come with an overnight bag. Like, I clocked that when, in the last episode, I was like, why didn't she come with an overnight bag? She just came with, like, a purse. Like, a heavy one. Yeah. And I guess she just wasn't planning on staying. Yeah, I mean, I think, I guess that'd be kind of weird to stay overnight with your president, but... <laughs> it would, but, like, I don't know, you could get separate rooms at a hotel and... You would think. (laughs) What do I know? I'm just some foolish American who doesn't work at Go Foods. It's true. Tamu pulls her to his side firmly and says that they are staying at the hotel. They decide to have lunch the next day. When the girls leave, Hadi complains that they can't go back to Seoul. Tamu says that there are no buses and also they drink, so they shouldn't drive. Responsible king. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Tamu. Even though... I think mostly Hottie just spilled her wine down her front, but yeah, she drank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. She does spill her wine down her front uh, in surprise. Yeah. He says something that shocks her. I think it was when he admitted to being the president or something. He made, he said many shocking things. And then he tried to he follow did. her to like, the bathroom, which the show was like, was he's funny. loyal. And I was like, I don't know. If that's, yeah, loyal. that's a little too loyal. That's like loyal, like the dog under the table. <laughs> I could, yeah. I could use less loyalty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, please leave me alone sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I thought that they went up to the presidential suite, but I think it might just be a normal suite. I thought it was the presidential suite because it had a dining table. Yeah. With all those chairs. I thought this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and he's like the president. And he knows the guy who opened the hotel. We know that because we saw it in the last episode. But yes. I think it's just a normal suite because, spoilers... For something that happens in like two minutes, Yura also has the same hotel room, but it's a different hotel room. So they get up to the room. It's very, it's, it's very nice. <laughs> Truly. It's very nice. Is Hari this Goyudim? <laughs> National Fencer <laughs> of Russia? National Fencer of Russia. Hari awkwardly comments on the wallpaper. Temu invites her to have some wine with him if she's interested in drinking some more, which I guess she shouldn't because she spilled wine all down her front. <laughs> For a weekend that did not go at all according to Kekaku. <laughs> this weekend has gone all according to Kekaku. Nice. Translator's note, Kekaku means plan. <laughs> Thank you. I was really lost. He takes off his jacket, which Hadi finds so irresistible. <laughs> she starts swooning and she asks why they don't have separate rooms. He says it would be awkward for a couple to share to not share a room, so they have to share a room. 
He offers for the bed, but Hottie, in deference to the president of her company, just like with the driving, she's like, I will take the couch, you will take the bed. And he says, it doesn't matter if you take the couch and I take the bed, because I, the second you fall asleep, the second your lights are O-U-T out, you are getting dragged to the bed. There's a cute scene where Hottie is trying to get the stain out of her sweater from dinner when the wine spilled, and she puts the bathrobe on over her sweater, and... Then she's trying to decide whether or not it's okay to just go to sleep. And she's like, I can't go to sleep in just the bathrobe. Even though it's And the like, whole time, <laughs> so I was big. thinking, why don't you just take up, take off the the top sweater? Because you're wearing a shirt underneath. Goofball. <laughs> too sexy. That's too much skin. Even though this bathrobe is bigger than most uh, nightgowns. Too much. Yeah. Well, I guess it might come untied in the night. You're under sheets then. It doesn't matter. That's too much skin. It's giving um, Scrooge from the night before Christmas vibes. You know, you said the night before Christmas. It, not the night before Christmas. Uh, Christmas Carol. Oh, you're right. What? Is, oh, the night before Christmas is when there's the mouse. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All the all the, all creatures, the creatures are not stirring. a creature stirring. Not even a mouse. <laughs> the stockings are hung by the chimney with care and hopes that Saint Nicholas would be there. Yeah. Don't give me. Christmas but you vibes. said the night before Christmas, and I thought the nightmare before Christmas, and then I thought, no, that's Jack Skellington. <laughs> She's definitely giving Jack Skellington in this moment. Actually, Does he anyone's... wear pajamas? He might wear pajamas. If anyone's giving Jack Skellington vibes, it's our long boy. Which I love when he was taking off his coat. First of all, yeah, that like she thought it was that sexy when it was just a coat. She's and like, also, oh, man, he's taking off his coat. <laughs> and then like there's like this sound effect of this male voice going, "Oh yeah," <laughs> it really made me laugh. In the next little bit, Yura is complaining about Hadi's perfect boyfriend. She says that everything Hadi does gets on her nerves. So, bitch doesn't like our girl. Yeah, yeah. Mino comes into the room and is confused about the suite. Yura explains that Hadi's fancy boyfriend upgraded them, and Minu doesn't know who the boyfriend is, and she's like, you don't know who her boyfriend is? <laughs> this is so embarrassing that you don't know. <laughs> He's the president of Go Foods, And okay. all in all, he seems really unhappy about Hadi having a boyfriend, period. Uh, and I guess just is not even happy that she has a boyfriend of such status, because yeah. he's just a measly little chef. Right, right. <sighs> To be honest, this is a, like a little bit of a diatribe. I used to think that Minu was kind of cute, like in yeah. the first couple episodes. Yeah. And I don't know if they're like making him up differently or if he actually isn't cute and I had like boy goggles on. Or if now his personality is just all over this actor's face. Because now I think he's the most ugly person on the planet and I hate him. I think it's kind of option three because now he's always frowning and like that's not a good look. Yeah, no, it's not a good look. And like his jealousy is truly unappealing. Mm-hmm. He looks a little green. He does. So the group chat is truly popping back in our main suite with our main couple. And everybody wants to know how Hadi and Temu met. She isn't sure what to say. Temu tells her to say that it was love at first sight. But that if that's too cheesy, he can type it out for her. <laughs> she kind of hand waves this and says that uh, it isn't her friends that she's worried about. It's Minu, who is their co-worker. And Temu might have to see him at work. Temu asks if she's really worried about that or if her old crush is getting in the way of something new and fake. She can't believe that he's bringing this up and says that that was in the past and that he should not worry about it. They say goodnight and her heart beats big time in her chest as she says she will not be getting any sleep tonight. Mm -mm. Back in the other room, Temu sits on the couch and he says the same thing. 
Hadi wakes up the next morning, having gotten some sleep, to a phone call from an already awake Temu who is working out in the gym. Ugh. He's gone for a little run with his hood up. You hate for to see whatever it. reason. You hate to see it. <laughs> he tells her that someone will be up soon and that she needs to answer the door. When she answers the door, it's like a, a group of people with a full closet. It would be super awkward if she wore the same thing two days in a row, which agree. And he says she should try to pick something out that is white so that they match. Hari gives a little smile and it's very cute. I liked this part. I like this scenario, usually. Which part? The, the you know, the full closet. You go in your, yeah, the full yeah, closet. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever mind the dressing thing. I can see that it would be something that some people might not like, but I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just a tropey girl. You have to like who wants a little to be bit, provided uh, for. I mean, you're talking to a girl who loves two people. Oh my god, there's only one bed. We kind of had a version of that, so we're taking a lot of boxes. I did not we're like taking a lot of boxes. I did not like that uh, Tamu was like pick out something white so we can be a couple. Uh, couple outfits, no go, no go for me. <laughs> That's not for you, dog. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get couple outfits either because it's like such a. That's like a really Asian thing. Uh, yeah, I think we don't really, really have it so in much a thing America. Here. Mainly if you're going to dress people alike, it's kids. So it just kind of gives me more like siblings vibes. I think that's why, like, not like, if I see a couple doing that, I'm not like incest, but that's the vibes I'm getting. <laughs> it's like these two are siblings. They're two little 12-year-old twins and their mom is We're on our way them. to an amusement park. <laughs> exactly. So not my favorite thing. <laughs> So Young So, meanwhile, is also waking up in kind of a strange situation. She wakes up, she goes out of her bedroom, and it turns out that it's not her bedroom, it's Sung Hoon's bedroom. Ooh. She's in Sung Hoon's apartment. The scene picks up a little later, but I'm gonna say more of it now. Please. Uh, she is frantically gathering her stuff and is slowly recollecting the night of her racy behavior and confusing sen- consent situation with Sung Hoon. Yeah. <laughs> Just as she's getting it all together, Sung Hoon comes back to his apartment with some hangover soup. He's like, I brought some hangover soup. And she's like, goodbye. I'm never speaking to you again. I felt so bad. He looked so disappointed. And he went out and he got her yeah. breakfast. And she was just like, let's forget about this. And he looked so sad. I did think it was funny. She was like, I have to go to work. And he was like, it's Sunday. Got him. So she tells him for, for she tells him to forget the previous night and leaves. Easy for her to forget the previous night because she doesn't remember it in the first place. Yeah, which, I mean, okay, well, right off the bat, like, our K-drama had a sex scene. What? Yeah, no, yeah, crazy. Also, Uh, they were uh... making out hot and heavy in one of her little recollections, like, on his bed. Yeah, Um, And then it was over. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, (laughs) it was tame by Western standards, by HBO standards. Yeah, it was tame enough that I was like... Did they? Yeah, did they just make out? But uh, they, because like the way that it was framed to me, I was like, they might have just like made out, and then he was like, "You're too drunk." Yeah, to continue. Yeah. But then, based <laughs> just kind of on how the conversation like goes later, it didn't. It, yeah, it implies they went all the way, which I agree. Yeah, if she can't remember, it implies she that can't... they're going all the way again in the future. Mm-hmm. Indeed, Ooh. this was also Ooh, where what? I was watching a behind the scenes of the actors and. Somebody asked the actress who plays Young So, like, what was a really, like, what was a recent happy moment? And she said, when I finished filming the bed scene, 
I was so happy that it was done. The bed scene. <laughs> yeah. And and the guy who plays um Sung Hoon was like, what the heck, man? <laughs> and then he was like, no, it's because we had to dye it. That's why. We were just excited to not dye it anymore, which I'm like, she didn't even like show anything. Why, yeah. Why would you have to dye it? Yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> But I thought that was that was funny that maybe she there that. was more. Maybe they filmed more. Maybe yeah, because I'm like we saw her shoulder. That was it. It needs to be really bony. You can't do that with just contour. <laughs> I guess. I want my girls objectively skeletal. false. <laughs> it's absolutely skeletal. Hottie has picked out a white outfit, which does suit her. It looks good on her. It I does. always wish that I could pull off white and cream shades like um, a person who isn't white. Uh, I bet you can. You're kind of wearing white right now. I'm wearing white, but I'm not wearing like you know because yeah, I feel like they all, people always wear like that creamy color. Yeah, in K dramas. Also, this is a t shirt. This yeah. isn't like a a fancy outfit. I'd look goofy. Huh. So anyway, she runs into Minu in the in the like hall area where they had a buffet. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Coffee shop. And he asks her. <laughs> He asks her about this uh, relationship that she's in. He seems unhappy about it again. It's like, get over it, dude. Get over it. Right. It's not your business. Leave her alone. Taemu comes and he makes things a little bit more awkward between these college friends, despite the fact that it's already pretty awkward. <laughs> uh, and he puts his arm around Hadi and has a bit of a stare off with Minu before mm-hmm. Hadi says that they should all go to breakfast. <laughs> they shouldn't all go to breakfast. The two of them should go to breakfast. Minu should fuck right off. Hari is, Hari is being relatable, unable to digest things. <laughs> Ao heartburn. <laughs> Temu says that he should go back to Seoul because he has a meeting, and then Hari's friend group is like, "No, stay. You have to stay. We're going on a tour today." And Minu says that at the very least, Hari should stay. Oh my god! She has no reason to go back to Seoul. Stay out of it, Nick Lachey. Yeah, I'm just like, like, let her live her life. Right. Away. That is I not, like do you. not butt into people's relationships. Even if you think it's bad, it's not your place. She has no reason to go back to Seoul. Like, the reason that she might want to go back to Seoul. Right. Like, you're not even considering her. Nope, he is not. It's Ugh. a possession thing. Uh-huh. So this prompts some dirty looks from Temu and from Yura, who are on the same page for this and this only. <laughs> yeah. Due to this challenge in his authority, Temu decides that he can move his schedule around and he decides to stay another day. As part of their activities, Temu ends up getting his grandfather's sea fishing boat. Hadi is still unaware that her boss wants to date her for real and she wonders why he's going so far for this fake dating thing. I know. <laughs> why? This is crazy. They get out to sea, and Temu informs Hari that today is a bad time to see dolphins. He knows she's nuts about dolphins, and I thought, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. I wonder how he knows it must be because he stalked her social media. She doesn't know how he knows about her love of dolphins, and again, it's all over her social media. Yura reveals this and says that it would be... It's like, uh, Hari, everyone knows you love dolphins. What do you, like, if I know one thing about Shin Hari, it's that she loves dolphins. She's a nut about dolphins. Which a I dolphinatic. Like it's just a funny, yeah, like, because I feel like adults don't really have the animal obsession. That's more of a kid thing. I'm saying this as yeah. a horse girl. So it was just really funny. 
that they were like, oh, yeah, no, of course she loves dolphins. Of course your boyfriend would know that. Yeah. Uh, Yura, yeah, she's like, it's all over your social media. It would be weird for you to date someone and for them not to know that you're obsessed with dolphins. <laughs> And, like, it's not like she slips dolphins into everyday conversation. Right. It's not like she We've has, seen like... plenty of hotties conversations. Right. She never talks about dolphins. She's never worn dolphins? This is literally the first time I'm hearing about she this. She doesn't have dolphin paraphernalia? No. No. As far as I'm concerned, she's as interested in dolphins as I am, which yes. is minimally. Yes. Mino asks how they met and says that it's weird that the president of a company would date an employee like this, which, big agree, but, you yeah. know, whatever. We're suspending our disbelief. And he's bad at it because he doesn't know he's in a K-drama. <laughs> I'm going to stop bullying Minu. So embarrassing, Minu. It's like, so aware. embarrassing for him. <laughs> Tebo says that he followed her around because it was basically love at first sight. Just as she's thinking, yeah, right, you probably thought I was crazy. He says, I thought she was crazy. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's too real. He reiterates that he likes her kind of out there behavior. And we get a couple flashbacks to uh, her being like, I sleep with guys just for fun. Good times. <laughs> yeah, the best of times. This really bothers Minu, whose nose is in everybody else's business. <laughs> I'm not done bullying him. <laughs> You're not. You lied. But to be fair, it also seems to bother Yura for whatever reason. <laughs> I guess it bothers her that he's bothered. That's mm-hmm. what the reason is. Which honestly, like, Yura is kind of shown to be a bitch, but I don't blame her. <laughs> here. No, like, but also, like... I disagree. She just needs to be mad at her boyfriend. Right. Yes. He's the only person she needs to be mad at. Good point. She can be nice to Hadi. She can be nice to Temu. Mm-hmm. But instead she's being like mean to them and then like clingy with her boyfriend. Right. Right. SMH. I'm shaking my head. I am as well. <sighs> so later in the day, Minu is taking a picture of the girls at sea by the side of the boat, and he leaves to go to the bathroom. As he's leaving, uh, he meets Temu on the upper deck. Poop deck? Temu's being really nice. He's like, uh, the marketing team said that you you would do really well as a representative for the product. Mm-hmm. It was Hottie that initially saw this in him, and uh, they're all right, because you've been doing amazing, sweetie. And Minu, in response, is very rude. He essentially asks what the president of GoFoods even sees in Hadi, because they have a massive class difference and wealth disparity and lots of other stuff not in common. Temu is offended by this, because why would he not be? Temu says that Hadi is someone with endless charm and warns Minu not to make comments like this ever again. One of the girls asks if they can fish because she saw a fishing pole, and Temu's like, no, it's my grandfather's fishing pole. We can't betray his spirit by fishing. (laughs) He's alive, but, you know. (laughs) He's alive, but we can't. We have to be loyal. We have to be loyal. Only Grandpa can fish. Only Grandpa can fish. This quickly changes when Yura recounts with Hadi the time that they went fishing with Minu and he made sashimi for them right then and there. And it was the best sashimi they've ever had. Yeah, I bet. And so he's like, we have to fish so that Minu can make more sashimi? Yeah, so I could be just as good as Minu, minus the sashimi part, which is the cool part, so... Yeah, it's not the fishing part. I love that no one else fishes. Like, when the girls ask, like, hey, can we go fishing? I think they meant them. Yeah, they just, like, stand around. him and Minu. (laughs) I would be so mad. I'd be like, dude, I didn't come here to watch you fish. Yeah, I wanted to fish. Yeah, like this is. I wanted to fish. You know what? One of the least exciting things in the world to do is watch someone else fish. (laughs) That's true. 
So they get to the fishing spot, which is a different location uh, <laughs> in the ocean. So you can't really tell. <laughs> I was like, I didn't. But it's up made on that. clear. Okay. It's made clear through the dialogue that they they moved places. Well, done. he's like, I know this fishing spot. It's like great, you know, like thirty degrees west, ninety eight degrees east, mm. uh, north. That makes more sense. <laughs> you never know. They're they're straddling the line. They're going back and forth. <laughs> So, uh, they get to the fishing spot, and Mino pretty immediately catches one, and he starts a little contest with his boss. Hari is a little seasick-ish, uh, but it turns out that she's actually sick. I don't- th- did they say- they didn't say, like, I, oh, she's sick with blah blah blah? With what? We don't know. Yeah, like, heartbreak? I don't know. <laughs> stress? Uh, maybe it's stress. Uh, stress resulting in a fever and whatever. That's what happens when you sleep in your clothes and a bathrobe. You get sick. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, she's getting a little ill, but Temu does not notice. He's being a bad fake boyfriend Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's trying to one up his fake girlfriend's former crush. And it, uh, turns out that she's not actually seasick. She's just normal sick. They bring the boat back to Harbor and Temu whisks her away from the scene. Minu offers to come with them, which TBH just seems to be driving a wedge further between he and his girlfriend. Yeah. They drive to the hospital, and Temu gets a phone call, which he picks up and then hangs up. He, like, answers it and is like, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Hari says that they should just go to Seoul. Sanghoon is at the trendy restaurant, and he wants to see Young So. He's thinking she might come in. There's somebody who comes in, and he's like, oh, it's Young So, and then it turns out that it's not her. He thinks about the time that they met at the convenience store, since that's the time that she pointed to as when she fell for him. But we get the scene from his point of view this time, and it turns out that he also had an explosion of flowers and a realization that this was the person meant for him. In present day, he is a little bit confused. It was love at first sight for him, too. So why does she want to forget about last night? It's probably because of the questionable consent. Yeah. I mean, like, in the context of the show, I felt so bad for him. I was like, she should explain why. But then when I think in reality, I'm... Yeah, it, it's so much darker if you think that she's upset that she doesn't remember because that's really scary to wake up, particularly for someone who went through the hidden camera thing yeah. and has already dealt with something where she could not give consent to her body and now is dealing with it. Unfortunately, that's not why she's upset. No, it's just like, I'm like, show, this was a really weird way to go with this character. <laughs> That she's, yeah. I, was, I feel like Young So they play her kind of as like a bumbling idiot a lot in like a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know, because I feel like the show wants you to, like the show is treating it love, like in a loving way. Like they, they still love her, but yeah, like as a, a woman audience member, I'm a little like, ooh. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Our lovebirds have arrived back in Seoul. Hadi is feeling a lot better since she got treated and she got some sleep in the car. Temu picks up and then hangs up on another phone call. He speaks English to a man called Mr. Maddox (laughs) and says that they need to reschedule their meeting. Again, (laughs) disappointed that there were no subtitles. (laughs) He was, man, if if somebody answered the phone like that, I'd be like, whoa. Because he wasn't like, oh, hey. Shit's going down. Yeah. Like the other. I got to call you back, man. Okay, I'll call you later. But yeah, I can't talk right now. Bye. So Hadi apologizes for the last few days, and Temu is a little confused. He did all these things because he wanted to. <laughs> Not because he felt obligated for any weird reason. 
As Hadi is walking away from the car, he properly ignores an incoming phone call to go after her. He doesn't even pick up. He just goes, I'm not answering this. <laughs> he reminds her that he doesn't like to waste time, and then he lays it out for her. He did all of these things because he has feelings for her. What? <laughs> he let his jealousy of Minu get in the way of his eyes, so he didn't see that she was sick. He should be apologizing, not her. And then, like with the rest of the episode, I wasn't sure if they did this then. I couldn't remember... I feel like I kind of spaced out for a minute because later he's like, tell me if you have feelings for me, but you can tell me later. Yeah, no, this was confusing because, yeah, I think it's like we cut to Hottie and then we go back into Hottie's memory to see the rest of the scene for some Great, reason. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure if I'm missing something. Yeah. Like, did I just uh, fall asleep? Yeah, no, I, I thought because I was like, well, wait, can we get a resolution on that? And then we yeah. do like in three minutes for some reason. Yeah. So Hadi is abruptly inside the house, thinking about how her boss has feelings for her. Her mother bursts into her room with some new clothes from the mall, which Hadi is too tired to try on. And uh, Hamin complains that he doesn't get the same treatment as his sister. I mean, <laughs> kind of fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she like has a real job at a real big company, and he just works in the chicken shop with his parents. It's really hard for me to tell how old Hamin is, because sometimes I think he's, like, 17, and then sometimes I'm like, he's 24. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm just not sure. So, anyway, uh, she leaves to go fuss about her son, and fuss at her son, because he, like, leaves the room, and then he's like, bye, and uh, mom goes to follow. Here's a fun thing. So, the mom's name is Hamimo. I remember this because the main character in the Conan O'Brien show. Oh, iconic Conan O'Brien is show. Han Mimo. Wow. I know, right? She's like that character in a, in another life. Maybe grown up, you never know. So tr- so true. Mary's a chicken man. No, I just thought it was funny. It, it just like really struck me in the uh, hospital later when <laughs> the funny hospital, the ha hospital. I wasn't sure if I should say it. Yeah, yeah. In the hospital later, when they're like, Han Mimo, I was like, oh, that's our from, gal. Like Angel Eyes or whatever it's called. Because <laughs> she was in an idol group. Right. And I don't remember what the name is, but they go, they sing their little song. It's cute. <laughs> anyway, um, the next day, Hadi wears her new clothes and gets nothing but compliments from her family. Mm-mm. I kind of felt like she looked the same as she always does, but they're like, you look beautiful today. This new outfit is something special and certainly not a variation of the same thing that you wear every day. <laughs> it almost looked more like gummy. <clears throat> it almost looked more like gummy clothes to me. I didn't really think that the cutting did. No. And also it was a pantsuit. That's true. The pants. I guess it was a little jacket. Reminded me of Gumhi's little jacket. Maybe that was it. So since she's getting so many compliments, Hadi decides to change. Since she doesn't want to seem like she's dressing for the president of her company. No, of course not. he confessed to her. Uh, So she goes back to her room to change. Temu sits in his office and he thinks about the previous night. He told Hadi to think about his new proposal of actually being his real girlfriend. Since she was probably kind of flustered because it was out of the blue. He thinks that he shouldn't have left the time open-ended and should have just given her a deadline. (laughs) And then Sung-hoon comes in and starts to announce that his grandfather's there. But uh, Grandpa just busts in, asking what his grandson thinks he's doing. Taemu is confused. Grandpa shows him pictures that were taken over the weekend of he and Hadi at the hotel. Mm. Grandpa's mad because he thought that Taemu 
was going on a date with Gumi. That's the whole reason he said it was okay. <laughs> the hotel was Chairman Park's hotel, so they took they took the pictures at the hotel. Which with I love permission, it. I guess. He doesn't for a moment think that Gumi could have possibly gotten a haircut. <laughs> No, Problem he's like, solved. you're betraying. Yeah. Well, but the fashion sense is totally, totally different. Totally different. If only she were wearing that pantsuit. It could have at least passed. I mean, I, I have always been one of those people who's like questioned, you know, what? They just are wearing different hair and like a slightly different outfit. You couldn't recognize I, uh, them. Um, But I think that that's like a real thing. Yeah. It's called the male gaze. <laughs> no, but that's like, you know, in... Uh, in have you ever seen the video that's, like, CIA people review, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, like, the same vibe, I guess. Yeah. That she doesn't have the... She still has the bangs, but her hair is different. I guess <laughs> Not the bangs... Really. Yeah, with Gumi, they do make it more, like, curtain bangs. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I This whole scene is so hilarious, though, because Chamit Grandpa Kong is, like, fighting for Gumi, and I'm like, I gotta respect he really it. He's like, you... Treat your girl well. You treat this yeah, girl like I met I have... one time and who impressed me for the rest of my life. You treat her well. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. He comes in like the Kool-Aid man. He's like, bah. Yeah. So Tamo says that uh, his grandfather can't meet this new girl yet. Grandpa's upset because it appears that Tamo is stepping out on his girl. Mm-hmm. He, stayed at, he stayed at the hotel. He bought her new clothes. He borrowed his grandfather's yacht. What could be more disappointing than this? We get a lovely little slapsticky sequence where Grandpa is chasing Tamu around the desk, and Grandpa <laughs> tries to hit him with a cane. Go for it, Grandpa. He deserves it. Tamu explains that he and Gumi broke up, so it wasn't cheating, and Grandpa cannot believe this. Mm. I also think it's really funny because I feel like we never see Tamu actually doing work. Nope. <laughs> well, sometimes he's, he's in meetings and he asks questions. <laughs> He does ask questions, but mm. most of the time, I feel like he's sitting in his office staring off into the distance. Yeah, I agree. I also think it's funny that in the meetings, he meets with Miss Yo. So mm-hmm. I guess that means Miss Yo reports to Temu, which means that Hadi... Like directly? Yeah, reports to Miss Yo, who reports to Temu. It means she's one person removed from the president of the company, meaning that, of course, you're going to like meet up with the president. Why did you think that wasn't possible? Yeah. You're almost at the top of your company somehow, even though you're also at the bottom of your company. <laughs> yeah, it's like both at the same time. Yeah. Company Maybe structure. Maybe Temu likes to... He doesn't like bureaucracy. Oh, yes. Topple those walls. And so he has decided, since his takeover of the company, that people, everybody's just going to report directly to him. I love it. He's a man of the people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so later, Temu and Sunghoon walk down a hall. The hall. Mm-hmm. The big hall that we're yeah. always walking it down. It is the hall. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Sunghoon gets a text from Chairman Kong instructing him to set Taemu up on more blind dates. Ugh. He asks why Taemu doesn't just tell Hadi about his feelings and bring him to his grandfather. Taemu says that he already told Hadi about his feelings and Sunghoon thinks that he got rejected. Which <laughs> he hasn't gotten rejected yet. <laughs> but Taemu assures his friend that Hadi is just thinking it over. Yeah, yeah. Hari and Youngso are eating tteokbokki and talking about their problems. Youngso reveals that she slept with Sunghoon but can't remember it, which shocks Hari to her very core. Yeah, it would shock me. Uh, yeah, Youngso's also shocked because she likes Sunghoon so much, so she doesn't understand why she can't remember sleeping with this guy. She's also worried that he's going to think that this is what she does when she's drunk. <laughs> which, fair, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. This is such big news that Hari decides not to tell Youngso her thing. 
Even though her thing is also big news. It is super big Maybe news. even bigger news. Yeah. My guy's actually asking for consent. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, just as she says this, she gets a text from a friend with a picture of she and Temu from the weekend. The group chat continues to pop off, pop off. saying that the boyfriend was great. That her yeah. boyfriend was amazing. Yeah. Youngso takes the phone and looks... Intercut with Hadi walking down the street, Youngso explains that Taemu took care of the hidden camera guy for she and all his other victims. She realizes that he did this for Hadi, not for the benefit of anyone else. No, what what a noble man. <laughs> she seems very fine with this, and Hadi thinks about the night before and how she is supposed to think about her relationship with Taemu. Taemu tells Sunghoon about the time period, the waiting time period that he promised Hadi. He says that he shouldn't call first. But he isn't sure how much time to give her. We're back with Youngso, who arrives at her apartment at the same time as Sunghoon. When she sees him, she ducks behind a pillar, but her phone rings and he finds her very quickly. When she gets up from the ground, he tells her that he wishes that she would stop ignoring him. He understands that she wants him to forget about the other night, but he doesn't want to be ignored. Yeah. He says that he didn't act compulsively. He was interested in her since the first time that they met at the convenience store. He tells a shocked young so that he's sorry and he should have kept his distance. She's weirdly happy about this. Yeah. And she follows him to his apartment, which, to be fair, right next door to hers. But yeah, she true. sticks her little foot in the door. Yeah. As he's about to close it. And she's like, we got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I'm in the mood to talk. Oh, yeah. Young so tells him that the reason that she's been avoiding him is because she doesn't remember sleeping with him. He's surprised by this and... Uh, Tells her that he plans on making it so she doesn't forget any of their future lovemaking before kissing her passionately in the okay, kitchen. but that got me. He's like, I'll make this sure was a you good don't kiss. forget next time. And I was like, oh. Yeah, also, was, I think it's absolutely like, hilarious oh. that some of the reasons that uh, Youngso gives for not wanting to tell him that she forgot is she didn't want to hurt his pride. I forgot to mention this earlier because it's like, you are a very unforgettable lover. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it just completely slipped my mind. <laughs> Because it was my mind. so unexciting. <laughs> it was the worst but I've I, ever had. This kiss, I saw it going all over Twitter. Like, this this was a kiss. This was a good kiss. And he takes off his glasses. Ugh. So anyway, Hadi arrives at work, and uh, she takes a picture of the ad for the white kimchi ravioli, which is up on the big screen. <laughs> it's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the socks, the stoinks are up. The white kimchi stoinks up. <laughs> <laughs> the stonks. At that same moment, Temu arrives, though neither properly acknowledges the other. At her desk, Hadi spritzes her face with her sponsored vitamin C mist, which used to be available on Amazon, but is no longer available <gasps> oh, on Amazon. You did the research. We appreciate you. Yeah, you can get the serum cream, though. Mm, it's the okay. same thing, but in okay. a serum. Uh, and she laments that her face is dry. And also that Temu said that he liked her and then ignored her in the hallway. Two related issues. <laughs> <laughs> she says that she's planning on saying no to him. The next day, she's shopping and she sees that that old deliciously spicy tteokbokki at the store uh, and thinks of her boss and smiles. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> the day after this, she ducks behind a column when Temu comes into the lobby she thinks that the president of a major company would and could never date her because they would have nothing in common and people would talk quite a bit. Yeah. Not everyone would approve. Yeah. 
The office squad all gathers around a phone and looks at a picture of a faceless hottie and a normal tamu on a boat. They wonder who the girl is. Kevin says that she must be super pretty, have gone to a really good school, come from a really wealthy family, or all three of those things. Kevin always spreading shit around, man. He really is. (laughs) With this, we see Hadi's measurement bar bars on all of these uh, in, you know, that cute little comic booky way. Her family is the lowest. Being pretty (laughs) is the second lowest, aka the second highest, because Mm. there are only three categories. And school is the highest, but it's not all the way. The bar isn't all the way filled. She wonders if her co-workers would be shocked to find that the girl that they think must be so amazing is just her. Just her. Just Shin Hari. Get some self-esteem, babe. Yeah. I would say we're having four bars. Okay. Family might family is the third lowest because self-esteem is the lowest. Ooh, yes. And then there's a fifth bar, which is ability to drop bars. And that's also pretty low because we have not seen her ability to drop bars. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, that that bar must be like N.A. That, good point. Good point. I'm being unfair. Yeah, because we can't we can't properly judge her. Yeah, that's true. That's on true. her ability to rap. At this go hottie. Go hottie. Go hottie. Kevin, on the other hand. Oh. Remember that time that he was dropping all those puns? I feel like he'd be a pretty good rapper. Oh, I think Kevin could do anything. I was watching um last night, yesterday, during uh-huh. the day. It was last night. Uh, uh-huh. The sound of magic which is this k-drama that's also like a musical it is a trip it is bizarre okay. kevin was in it with a mustache he was the homeroom that's teacher cr- with a mustache yeah kevin with a mustache, <laughs> kevin with a mustache. also crazy. i think he was like sick or something because he sounded weird <laughs> oh no i know <laughs> but i was very excited to tell you about my kevin sighting that is very exciting <laughs> that's crazy it's always weird, like, seeing people in other things sometimes. It's not always weird. It's only sometimes weird. I feel like especially with K-dramas, because it's, like, it's inevitable. Like, everyone is in everything. Yeah, but also, like, I guess certain people, it's like, I know you from this specific context. Yes. Like, how weird would it be to see Wubin in something else? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Life-changing. Like, I just feel like he's so specific to the context of Boys Over Flowers. I still think of that time when we were looking him up and we saw he was, like, the leading man in something. Both of us were like, hmm, really? <laughs> really? Okay, good good for him. Uh, sure. Yeah. He's the leading man, I yeah. guess. I, I absolutely get that energy from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Temu is taking his lack of a hottie deadline very personally and yells at some people for not being time-specific when talking about a project in a meeting. Mm. In a different meeting with the food development team, Temu realizes that it has been a week since his confession to Hadi. He keeps getting calls from his grandfather. He keeps ignoring these calls. They talk about the schedule for the shooting of a promotional video for the ravioli. And uh, Heiji is supposed to be the representative for the team. In an effort to, I guess, be skinny on camera, she hasn't eaten in a couple days. And uh, Miss Yo is like, are you going to be good? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry. I'm taking these calming pills, which I guess are just filled with marijuana. I know. <laughs> Korea goes hard. Yeah. And uh, when it comes time for the shoot, she's not okay. Yeah. Life lessons right she's there. She's stoned out of her mind. <laughs> 
she's like at the table. She's like, I can't. I'm tired. Yeah. And uh, they decide that since Hadi is friends with Minu, that she should do the shoot. So Temu arrives and he's frustrated to see that Minu and Hadi are working together on the shoot. He's annoyed at their natural chemistry that shines through because of their friendship. They've known each other for a really long time. So of course they're going to have, you know, a little rapport. And he's not really shy about it. When she spots her boss, Hadi accidentally knocks over a bottle of sauce. Sauce. As she cuts onion, she gets a little <laughs> overzealous. And uh, she, like, hits the bottle and the sauce goes everywhere. And they're like, oh, no, you're bleeding. This is a horror movie. Heiji passes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she goes, blood, and she passes out on the table. Poor gal. Homegirl is not Okay. She goes into the bathroom to wash the sauce out of her chef coat and wonders why Tamu was there. She realizes that it must be because he wants an answer, which he does. They talk outside the bathroom, which is kind of awkward. She thinks uh, she thanks him for taking care of the guy who filmed them. Sung Hoon suddenly appears and tells him that Chairman Kong is on his way, and Tamu takes Hadi away just as his grandfather arrives. This scene is a cat and mouse chase mm-hmm. as Hadi and Temu go around the department store to hide from grandpa as grandpa yells about how he wants to see his grandson. Eventually they stop this and Chairman Kong tells Sung Hoon to start arranging blind dates again. In their hiding spot, Temu asks Hadi if she wants him to start going on dates again and she's like, yeah, do it. And then he's like, oh, are you rejecting me? And she's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Calling you. There are a number of reasons why we would work out, including your grandfather being like, I don't like her. Yeah. And also what the other employees would think. Yeah. He tells her that even though she's rejecting him, he's not going to give up. He has feelings for her and he is going to keep saying his feelings for her until she says yes. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't like it. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, in the same way that consent is a yes, no means no, my friend. (laughs) I hate this trope. I hate this trope of, baby, I don't care what you say. I'm going to keep pursuing you. I'm going to love you forever. I'm not going to take no for an answer because we're meant to be. And it's like one of those things that in a TV show seems romantic, but in real life would be a living hell. Yeah, I'd be different about it if it were real life, but in the context of the show, like, she does have feelings for him. For sure, for sure. And so I feel a little differently about it. Because I thought, oh, this is kind of iffy, but I never don't, like, I sometimes don't like it in TV shows, but it's very rare for me not to like it in TV shows. Mm, Okay. Because usually they have, they do have feelings. (laughs) Yeah. That it's not a one-way street, it's a two-way street, and both, all the cars are driving down the street. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, and you can say, it, like... It just... Like, being kidnapped, it doesn't translate well into real life. For sure. And I mean, like... Please know. don't kidnap me. I think... I, I've talked about it a couple times. Like, it, it's just a very specific context, you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can kidnap me. Just don't show me your feet. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> That's where the line is. <laughs> That's so funny. Because, again, in context of fetishes... Feet are not really that big of a deal. No. Like, if you're going to take care of my feet, whatever. I don't care. It's true. I mean, there's there's upsides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, like, Pedicures. yeah, in real life, if someone says no, don't think it's romantic to be like... Yeah, don't think it's romantic to be like, I'm going to continue to pursue you. Yeah, I'm not going to accept Unless this. you, like, actively change your behavior that maybe made them 
not like you in the first place. Yeah. See, I'm more of a fan of the trope of then, like, which we kind of get this later, is guy backs off because he takes the no, and then girl is like, oh, wait, actually, like, I really miss his presence. I feel like that's yeah. a better way to handle this. But I agree. Whatever. That's that's good. That's a good one. So anyway, uh, he's like, fuck what the haters say, I'm yours. And then uh, <laughs> she kisses him. And he kisses her back. Ooh. And I then love- the episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that he was a little shocked by it at first. I'm such a yeah. sucker for that when, like, someone it was like, oh. cute. It was really cute. We got this was a cute we one. We got a kiss. We did. And it was, like, an enthusiastic kiss. Yes. Yeah. Which I liked. In the fake meeting room. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, there was that picture of the I wasn't, like, were they the in a department store? Were they in an office? I, I don't really they know. might have been, because they said we're going to set, and so I'm wondering if this is, like, a room that GoFood has that has just, like, a ton of different sets to film their promotional videos. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, they have, like, kitchen sets and, like, bed sets for yeah. when you're getting uh, dumplings in bed, maybe? Love it. <laughs> dumplings in bed. So let's get on to quotes. quotes. I have one exchange. Okay. It's not just a single quote. It is an exchange. I love it. Go for it. Okay. I'll have one. I knew I did a bad job at raising you, but you're taking it to a whole new level. <laughs> and then Temu goes, Grandfather, sir. <laughs> Grandfather, sir. Grandfather, sir. Beautiful. I I always love a Chairman Kong quote. You know it. <laughs> He's uh. just my favorite old man. He's my favorite character. I'd I do agree. anything with Chairman Kong. I agree. I agree. Uh, mine is from the next episode, and it might be one of those things that is only funny to me, but it is without too much context. When Young So rolls up to Sung Hoon's uh, workplace, and she says, he's like, what are you doing here? And she says, I was out on business, and there was a good bagel place. <laughs> And the unspecificity of being out on business and the implication that a good bagel place just sort of materialized nearby really got me. (laughs) I don't know anything about, like, Korean bagels. And so I was like, what? It sounded like the fakest excuse I ever heard, except she really did have bagels. But yeah, Yeah. I just, I love someone rolling up and being like, I was out on business. (laughs) Like a nonspecific business, too. Yeah. I... I thought that was funny. And then, like, I guess I just never thought about Korean people having bagels, like, in Korea. They have access to everything, man. What a world. <laughs> it's like we're living in the 21st century or something. It's like... <laughs> we're, we're in a globalized society at this moment in time, Despite maybe. Despite what Gilmore Girls says, Korea is actually not a total backwater place. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean that uh, an exchange student coming from one of the most populous places on the planet... <laughs> Is it necessarily living in squalor? I I don't know. Yeah, that Kyun might know what French fries are. <laughs> My favorite is um quite late on. I think it's like season six or seven when Mrs. Kim says our family in Busan finally got Wi-Fi, and I'm like, bitch, yeah, they like, had Wi-Fi before what? we did. <laughs> Episode eight. Our lovers' lips are still locked, kissing in the fake dining room. Holy alliteration, Batman. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Taemu asks if that's a yes then to asking her out. Hadi seems to realize what she just did and says, no, no, sir. That was a mistake. Can we pretend that never happened? And she runs off. Major Youngso vibes here. But Taemu chases her down and he stops her. Is she really leaving him after saying that? Minu comes up then. Ugh. And it's time to film. So Hadi <laughs> leaves. 
Minu leaves too after giving Temu the stink eye. He's just such a dirty little bastard. I fucking hate that guy. He's just always around the corner. Like, He's just always dude, around the corner. And go he, home. Yeah, go ho- leave them alone. Yes. It's not your business. It's none of like, your business. You genuinely think like something abusive is happening. It's really not your business. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Temu goes home and is like, my lips, which have now touched a woman's, soiled as they are, and yet so cruelly left with nothing but mine own memories. I don't know why I wrote it like that. <laughs> what was happening? What were you uh, in other words, there? English nothing. Major? I just was like, let's make this a little, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't remember that. But She said, I'm going to write poetry. <laughs> and then I just said, he's upset that Hottie hit it and quit it. So I was in a mood. <laughs> funny yeah friday night wildin for her part hottie is also upset and confused she dreads seeing Taimu again but she thinks about him while touching her lips at work the next morning kevin is absolutely going to town on some celery which i thought was so funny for so many reasons he's eating it like string cheese it was 9 a.m and he's already getting his fiber in like kevin is on his own level i guess he works in uh food so he knows the importance of your macronutrients. It's true. I just, you know, 9 a.m. celery really ain't my thing. But <laughs> who am I? But, you know, yeah, like, I wouldn't want to eat, like, fish and rice in the morning. That's true. We so are I think it's probably just an American versus things. Korean thing. But also just, like, mainly the way he was like... <laughs> <laughs> I guess it didn't strike me that it was actually, like, the morning morning. When I saw this, I was like, oh, it must be the afternoon because he's eating celery. I didn't think about it. <laughs> Based on context clues of celery. And I liked how Miss Yo was like, don't eat that or whatever. And he was like, so what? I can't eat celery now? <laughs> yes. It really reminded me of like that, you know, that video of the deer and then the guy sneezes and the lady's like, nice ron and he's like what i can't sneeze (laughs) it's like that energy (laughs) so everyone is gathered around the computer laughing at the video of hottie looking like she cut her finger off during the cooking demonstration it's edited very silly so she has once again gone viral on nertube the whole team (laughs) is tasked with coming up with five product ideas hottie starts to get to work but is immediately interrupted by a call from our bird boy she doesn't answer, though, and evil Tamu makes a guest appearance for a moment. He's coming back. <laughs> then we're introduced to a woman at a little ceremony that Tamu goes to. She is Jin Chae-dim from Marine Art Museum, a.k.a. Yoo Jung's mom and Young So's aunt. She boldly flirts with Tamu and says that, of course, someone like him would want someone better than Young So. Sung Hoon looks like he is about to hit a woman. I was like, lady, this is a red flag. Like, are you trying to bag our boy yeah you are a a full-grown adult with a child and you want this little boy to be your little man (laughs) that's what i thought 30 year old man (laughs) well like you know no yeah like your daughter and your this guy are like the same age probably and you want to right you want to get it's like she wants to bone him and then set him up with her daughter which is just a weird weird turn of events i mean either way around it'd be weird yeah the boning part's weird at all um, also, 100% like Yagami vibes with Sung Hoon there. Like, I've never been possessed to hit a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Lai would, Lai would say that, yeah. 
I think he does. There's like a. I was thinking of a specific audio clip. I would say, um, biggest red flag with Temu is that sometimes he does give off some slight light Yagami vibes. I mean, slight light Yagami vibes. Is that a red flag? I would Ooh. say it's a red flag. <laughs> I don't know. I don't wow. know. Lisa, I. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, a few Lisa red wants flags. to date a murderer. I just want to date Please. a kidnapper. <laughs> Light Yagami couldn't care about feet, so fine in my book. <laughs> oh, wait, he has the whole foot washing scene. <laughs> Damn it, he got me. But that's just in the, that's an anime exclusive scene, to be fair. Oh, phew. It's not well, a manga. I was sweating. Okay. I know. Temu nopes out of the situation, and Chaedum gets a call from her daughter. Yujung announces that she wants to quit her job. Her mom says she can't because... Then Young So would snatch up her position. So how about a promotion instead? And Yu Jung says, sure. I do think it's really funny, I guess. Uh, you know, fashion is genetic. Speaking English is genetic. <laughs> like, randomly, because the mom is like, fabulous. Yeah. She doesn't say yeah. fabulous, but she's like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, our bit characters are super bit heavy. I love it. Bitty. Yeah. Bitty. Back at the office, Temu spies Sung-hoon talking all cutesy on the phone and is like, that's my dog, but he doesn't say anything directly. Instead, he's like, ah, my son, how you've grown. Go home and enjoy your dinner with your girl in a parentheses. And he leaves behind a confused but delighted Sung-hoon. Yeah, he's cute. Cut to Temu in the car with Hadi, which I don't know how she got there. That's never really explained, but they're together. Oh, well. Yeah. He is desperate to talk it out, but Hadi keeps avoiding the kiss conversation. She told him to pretend it never happened. It wasn't even really a kiss. She just bumped into him like a fender bender. And sweetie, I think that was at least a collision. Temu clearly <laughs> has interior damage. <laughs> to his point, Temu wonders if he is just a column for her to crash into, just a piece of dinosaur meat to use and abuse. He accuses Hadi of lusting after him with no actual feelings. And then, this is just classic, really, at this point. Temu says she needs to make it up to him. She needs to pay him back to right her wrongs. And Hadi agrees. <laughs> She's like, yes, I do need to do that. I'm so sorry. And Temu has to turn away to smile in happiness. Very well. Buy me dinner to pay me back for kissing me. <laughs> that's how this works. Yeah, that's. That is, like, their thing, is he's just constantly like, you were dead to me, and she's like, you're right. I, I am. <laughs> They're cute. So we see the pair in a restaurant, and Hari is freaking out at the prices on the menu. She adds an extra syllable to her name and becomes Harihi as she asks, how can you ask a commoner to buy you something this expensive? Where is the instant coffee and imitation crab? And also, you know, let's be honest. The kiss was not a one-way thing. You kissed back like a total player, all skilled and whatnot. Temu is like, damn, you're right. I only know one way to make this up to you, and that's to take care of you for the rest of your life like a man. Option two, ah! you pay me back with something else. An eye for an eye, a kiss for a kiss. Also, I'd like to pause here and to say that Temu is rocking a three-piece cream-colored suit. It was like very New Orleans. I loved it. I like that. How did he... <laughs> Hottie, not so completely extra. You're in it. You're in, in it with it. her. Uh, you, if you she said Hottie, you said Hottie. If someone calls you a commoner, I'm going to think of Warren High School Host Club. Yeah, I was like, you said instant coffee, and I thought, she means commoner's coffee. You're right. You're so right. <laughs> but don't make her feel bad about it. We have to be strong no. men. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm going to say uh, thank you for quoting the show to me. I was going to respond out of context of the show because it is 1130 and I'm... <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Just, I... I'm alive but barely breathing. <laughs> Are you praying to a god that you don't believe in? Is that the next line? I think so. I don't even know what song that is, but it's in my head. I don't either. Anyway, I'm just drinking a little Dwayne the Rock Johnson energy drink. <laughs> that is the most classic thing. Is it good? That was actually really good. Really? I really like it. I like the zero sugar one. Oh. This is not my favorite flavor, but it's pretty good. I like the fruit punch and I like the um, pineapple coconut. Oh my goodness. I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think I've ever in my life had an energy drink besides like coffee really? and tea. These are good. Um, but I also drink a lot of G Fuel. G Fuel. You gamer. You gamer. Just a gamer. Anyway, Hadi says that she'd rather just pay for the meal, but to keep the bill down, she's not going to eat. <laughs> but she's a foodie, so, you know. So This was like so funny to me. <laughs> this whole scene... Mm, there's something coming up that just like it had me almost crying of laughter <laughs> wow uh oh minu is having a little photo shoot at his restaurant yura is there and minu kind of snaps at her she accuses him of being in a bad mood always ever since accuses. yeah the photographer tells minu that he saw the go food video online that food researcher girl that was totally scripted when she spilled sauce on herself right Minu immediately brightens up and is like, no way, Hari isn't quick enough to come up with something like that. <laughs> Hari's so stupid. <laughs> She's so pretty. S- the nagging thing is so annoying. Like, it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I But it is hilarious because yeah. I feel like it feels very real. Like, the writing is yeah. good there because they're absolutely men like that. <laughs> yeah. She's so dumb. But whatever. Yeah. So Yuda notices this change and she's not happy about it. She pulls up said video and she sees all these comments of people shipping Minu and Hadi together and she's brimming with anger and again, I get it, but you're right, it's misplaced. Yeah, it's like so misplaced. Get mad at your man. Yeah. Yep. Call him out. Be like, clearly you are in love with Hadi. You need to sort that out. Bye. Yeah, like... This is just one of those situations, like, it takes two to tango, Mm -hmm. but there's one person trying to dance and the other person's trying to sit down. Exactly! It's not even, like... Like, the other person wanted to dance at one point, but then decided she didn't want to dance anymore, and you're trying to dance now? Because she doesn't want to? Exactly. Exactly. Make up your mind. Which, like, honestly should be a red flag about Minu, Yuda. Notice it. Yeah. He only wants control. Back at the restaurant, Hadi has apparently decided to eat something, but she's having trouble enjoying it when she thinks about the bill. The chef then brings out another platter and asks that Temu please try it with his superior palate to give some worthy feedback. Temu goes to take a bite, and even though they've been eating this whole time, Hadi chooses now to hyperfixate on his lips, and honestly, I as a viewer was very uncomfortable here. But Hadi's having a moment, just trying not to cream her jeans, and Temu asks if she's okay. She, I'm so sorry. I thought that for sure they were going to have some bonding over the fact that they're both really good at tasting things. Yeah. I guess they've already but bonded they over that. It's done. Yeah. Now we're just at the point no where more she, bonding. she doesn't want him to eat that chocolate. She wants him to eat her. <clears throat> uh, so, <laughs> cream in her jeans. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Tevu is like, are you okay? And she excuses herself to go to horny jail, a.k.a. the bathroom. Inside, <laughs> she sings the national anthem to herself in the mirror because nothing is less sexy than patriotism. <laughs> also, okay, this is something I've noticed. People go to the bathroom in this show all the time, which I know is a very classic like sitcom thing. Whenever you need someone to exit the scene, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. But it is, it is all the time. <laughs> there was a point where I was like, is this somebody's thing <laughs> oh no another kink but this one's real it's the writers oh no like but... i did think that yeah but i also think maybe it's just like a like some of it is just like a weird attempt at humor yeah yeah like they're going for like the lowbrow for sure which makes sense yeah and i think also yeah it's just a way to like have a character be by like themselves. Like, remove someone sh- from a scene. Yeah, and, like, show what they're really feeling yeah. in the bathroom mirror, you know. Such and such, yada yeah. yada. Yeah, it's, like, an easy writing device. But it is funny, because I'm, like, if people just, like, randomly, like, if we just got our food and someone's, like, I gotta go to the bathroom, I'd kind of be, like, well, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Like, why are you choosing now? You could have gone before. Exactly. But say lovey. Lovey. This is, this is the best scene. So, when Hani comes back, Temu is playing River Flows in You aka the unofficial Bella's lullaby from Twilight which makes this whole scene just 10 times funnier because I've heard this song before it is such an Edward Cullen move to randomly start playing the piano in a restaurant because your girl is in the bathroom and you're bored (laughs) like she is gone for three minutes and he's like "Hmm, I'm gonna play the piano (laughs) but also I think I think our boy on Joseph I think he can actually play the piano so thank you show for giving him a little time to shine He's just so talented. So talented. I watched a little video of him singing, and it was it was funny. He's a little goofball. Mm-hmm. Hottie comes out and is very moved by this for some reason. Like, personality, looks, money. She doesn't care. She only wants a man who knows how to tickle them ivories. Tamu... Tamu <laughs> finished the, the song. The worst way you could say playing piano. Tamu <laughs> finishes the song. Everyone claps. And then he just goes and sits back down at his table and resumes eating <laughs> and i thought that was the funniest thing excuse me everyone i'm going to play a sonata i'm going to play a song from a little film a little classic film called twilight directed by katherine hardwick it's bella's lullaby and i'm going to play it all for you now and then I will be excusing myself to go and eat the rest of my meal. You are getting one song. End of list. Appreciate it while you can. And then just comes out and is like, wow. Like, I was so on the fence. I didn't think this would work. But now, now I'm sure it can. Like, like this has changed everything. Well, I guess maybe she's like a, a Twilight fan. <laughs> yeah, maybe. She is And yeah. she thought she like read midnight sun she's deep into it she thought there were times where both parties didn't think it would work out it's true because one of them was a normal teenage high school girl Mm. and the other one was a 95 year old vampire (laughs) why wouldn't that work out i I can't imagine (laughs) but in the end it was all okay I just love the idea that, like, you go to the bathroom on a date, and you come back, and your date is just randomly playing the piano. Yeah, just, like, as you said, tickling them ivories. (laughs) I would be like, why? Excuse me. 
Oh, okay. Crazy. What a world. So Hadi calls for the check then, but the waiter comes over and informs her that Temu has already paid. Temu has decided that- I thought it was funny that she was like, can I pay in six installments? I know. Poor girl. (laughs) It's that work debt. It's really keeping her down. I know. Temu has decided that he doesn't want her to pay him back for the kiss with this. He wants something bigger. So brace yourself. Hadi, for some reason, is still, like, fine. Like, yes, that, that, is, that is consummate to the wrong that I have done to you. <laughs> By kissing you. Yeah. I just think this is so sweet. How he is, he's like, I'm going to hold this debt over you. And in the meantime, we are going to go on as many dates as I want. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to seduce you into being in a relationship with me. Yeah. And like in my head, I like to think that Hottie is somewhat self-aware of this. Like she's like, okay, fine. Because secretly she wants to keep it going. Um, yeah. I think that makes it a lot more cute. Yeah, it does. Young So is leading Sung-hoon into her place with her hands over his eyes. She has a surprise. She cooked him dinner. Sung-hoon takes a step forward and goes, what? In the absolute funniest tone, <laughs> it was totally monotone. It made me laugh again. I'm just, I was having a time with this episode. <laughs> and he just goes, what? <laughs> it's also funny. He's very surprised and touched at this gesture. And he's so excited to try the food. They sit down together. Sung-hoon picks up his spoon as Young-so watches in anticipation. Sung-hoon takes a bite and it's awful. He tries something else. Also awful. Young-so asks how it is and Sung-hoon lies and says it's delicious. Young-so knows he's lying and insists he tell the truth. So Sung-hoon tells her everything is a bit salty. Young-so asks if other than that everything is okay. And Sung-hoon truly proves that he works for a food company as he recites a litany of other culinary transgressions that this meal has committed. He realizes what he's done, apologizes, and escapes to the bathroom because literally everyone in this show goes to the bathroom all the time. <laughs> While he's gone, Young-so takes a bite herself and realizes that Sung-hoon is right. <laughs> but <laughs> she's also like, you shouldn't have said it. Exactly. You should have just eaten the food and been happy, even if it was bad. Right. Like, that's a boyfriend's job. Exactly. That's how okay, a healthy mom. relationship is founded, is online. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to Hottie and Young-so out for drinks, and Young-so has just revealed that she is dating Sung-hoon now. Hottie is very happy and congratulates her friend, but Young-so is still stewing about the stew. If your girlfriend cooks for you, you should clear all the plates. Also, Taemu sucks. He called my boyfriend yesterday when we were trying to watch a movie, and they talked on the phone for 30 minutes. Leave him alone. <laughs> Hadi comes to Tamu's defense, which Young-so thinks is suspicious. You already ate. You ate on a date. You were on a date with Tamu. Hadi says, no, no, it wasn't a date. We just had dinner. Damn it. She got me. She tries to explain that it was to pay him back for something, and Young-so immediately suspects Tamu is being mean to Hadi at work again. She also accuses him of being a pervert. <laughs> Meanwhile, Grandfather is acting up at the club, the country club. He tells his bros about Taemu breaking up with Goomhee, and they think it's probably due to Chairman Kong's meddling. <laughs> if he wants Taemu to get married, stay out of it. Chatham shows up, aka Museum Lady, and she gets all flirty with Chairman Kong. Hmm. She just wants a, a wealthy man to take care of her. She does. She's she's weaving her web. Hadi's family is getting ready to work in the restaurant, but her dad starts to feel badly. 
poorly, he feels sick. He says he's fine. He just overates some beef tartare and needs to go to the bathroom, <laughs> which I thought was really funny that he was going to town on beef tartare. <laughs> and Hadi's mom is like, mm, yeah, I knew this was going to happen when he did that. I liked it when he was like, I'll just be fine if I go to the bathroom several times. I and know. she was like, well, go to the bathroom now. Yeah, she was like, get it over with then. I'm like, this poor man's about to shit his brains out. <laughs> That's like not how it works. No. But also, oh. did you not put enough lemon in it? I don't know. Yeah. So Sung Hoon and Young So pull up to a hiking trail and we see there have been some serious communication issues. Young So was told they were going to take a walk somewhere nice, and she is dressed up for the occasion, wearing jeans and heels. Sung Hoon tells her he thought she really needed exercise, and if I were Young So, this is where I would have started asking what exactly he meant by that, and he'd better yeah. choose his words carefully. <laughs> Maybe she just seems kind of out of breath after their lovemaking. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's like, you lost so much oxygen, you forgot about it. <laughs> He passed out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sung Hoon basically says Young So is lazy and needs to work out more. And I'm like, you know, this is why no matter how cute, how sweet he is, no gym bros. Never. <sighs> Young So really doesn't want to, but unfortunately, Sung Hoon brought her a change of shoes, so she really has no excuse to say no. I mean, she could say no, I haven't broken in these hiking boots. I know. That's a good point. I do think he could have been more like, no, I mean, we're going hiking. Are you, do you want to change clothes? You're good like, with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of springing it on her like this. Yeah, I don't yeah. need you to look out for this me. seems like bad boyfriend bullshit. Also, we've seen Young So literally go to the gym. <laughs> so I'm like, she can't yeah. be that unfit. Yeah. Again, I think, you know, maybe he was just like high altitude for our, the peak of our lovemaking. <laughs> really running with this and i love it hottie gets a call from Tamu to meet him at an amusement park this is her payment spend the day with me which is very cute at an amusement park this is like a fun looking amusement park too yeah it was like indoors i think yeah i thought oh fun so they play on some rides and they have a ball of a time and the song playing in the background i was like i know this voice and it was bam bam member of got oh. seven aka the boy our group no, the group our boy Tamu was almost boy. a part of. Yeah. Uh-huh. AKA the group that Jackson Wang is a part of, uh, since I want to mention Bills. Jackson Wang as much as possible on this podcast. I love talking about Jackson. All the time. This is the Gilmore Girls slash Jackson Wang podcast. <laughs> I think we should have Dramatize another. is over. It's Jackson Gilmore podcast. I think, I think, you know, bold idea here. Another Gilmore Girls reunion, in which case, Jackson Wang is Rory's boyfriend, helping her to raise the baby. <laughs> it would be like crazy rich Asians. <laughs> yes. And he can offense. Yeah, and he can offense. <laughs> he can defend her. He could, yeah, Paris uh, will come in with the fencing foil and uh, Jackson will be like, I'm going to parry. Yeah, he can... Fence against Logan. It'll be great. I'm a junior Olympic medalist. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're just a third generation rich boy. <laughs> Back to the B couple. They've made it high up the mountain and Young So is exhausted. Sung Hoon says he climbs it often and Young So wonders if he took his ex-girlfriend with him. Sung Hoon says no. He goes with Taemu. 
Young So thinks this boss employee relationship is toxic, which I think is kind of fair since she really only knows Taemu for how he treats his other employee, yeah. Hadi, and that is kind of toxic. And like she doesn't understand the full context of like they kind of grew up together. Right, right. And like they're kind of bros and they're they're like brother friends in addition to being employee boss. Right. Sung never really explains that. Like he never is yeah. like, oh yeah, no, like we're friends outside of work. This isn't yeah, he's like, making me do it. He comes over to my house all the time because yeah. like I initially thought it was kind of weird that he was like going over to his house <laughs> to clean. I was like, this is kind of, mm. but then I was informed mm-hmm. that they are more than just an employee and a boss. They are They're friends. So more. They lived in the same house at one point. <laughs> they are brothers. Yeah. Yeah. They're brothers. I do think, yeah, the young So Sung Hoon, they need to work on their communication. They have, they have the sexual uh-huh. stuff down. They need to start using their uh-huh. mouths for other things. Yeah. This is not a 303 situation. Shh. They, they need to open their mouths. Oh, God. They need to open their lips. They do not need to do the Helen Keller and talk with their hips. You can feel free to cut this out. <laughs> I will Bad. not, because I'm going to say this is a, a, a super junior situation in which they need to not close their mouth, shut their tongue. <laughs> they need to open their tongue and yeah. open their mouth also. also. <laughs> Yes. No tongue shutting. No tongue shutting. Open tongues only. <laughs> okay. So Youngso starts insulting Taemu and Sunghoon tells her to stop. She doesn't know him. Youngso goes on about how Taemu was so immature about the Gumi thing, but Sunghoon argues that that was partially Youngso's fault for sending Hari in her place, so she needs to back off. Youngso gets upset. You're my boyfriend, so you should be thankful I didn't go on a blind date. Isn't a boyfriend supposed to be on your side no matter what? But instead, he hates her cooking and constantly takes Taemu's side. Sunghoon apologizes. Forget it. Let's just climb the rest of the way up. But Youngso says no. She doesn't want to. So he should just go with Taemu. Taemu's on a date. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Taemu is not on the top of this mountain. No. At the amusement park, Hadi insists on buying Taemu something to eat to help pay back her debt. <laughs> Taemu has one thing he really wants, a corn dog. And Kevin Celery has nothing on this culinary experience, let me tell you. <laughs> Hadi is wowed by this and takes a bite of her own corn dog, but she's like, this is just a corn dog. Why did you want this so badly? <laughs> they call it a hot dog, but it was it was a corn dog. It was I didn't even register that. <laughs> You don't know. You're sausages. <laughs> I truly did not register that they said hot dog. <laughs> Taemu answers that he ate this corn dog with his parents when he was seven, and it tasted so good to him back then. So when he can, he comes to the amusement park to eat it. Hari's mood changes immediately, and she says she understands. When you eat the food from your childhood, all the good memories come back, like the hamburger from the beach. Taemu is relieved to hear this because usually when he brings up his parents, people just get sad and don't want to hear about his happy memories, even his grandpa chairman. So it's nice to be able to talk about his parents like this. (laughs) They're having a real tender moment, but then Hottie's phone rings. She answers and she seems shocked to hear something. To be continued. Yeah, exactly. They do this, you know, you know how they do this. Yeah, I know. And again, our couple bonding over food. We love it. We love that they have connection. Yeah, the same experiences. Youngso is having a not great time trying to make her way back down the mountain. She is somehow lost, but Sunghoon is close behind her. However, Youngso is still steaming, storms away, and twists her ankle. 
She can't walk on it, so Sung Hoon, ever the gentleman, squats down to let her on his back. Young So says he can't possibly descend the mountain with her extra weight, but Sung Hoon insists. He doesn't say what he doesn't mean. And he hikes down with his gal hanging on. I liked how she was like, but I'm so heavy. I know. I like, you don't, you're not that heavy, probably. I know. That's such like a classic girl thing, I feel like. Yeah. I weigh so much. I'm just so heavy. You make a whole 105 pounds. Right. Use those muscles, gym rat. Put them to use. Carry me. Yeah, like you're hiking the mountain all the time. Yeah. Let's see. Prove it. Prove it, bitch. When they reach the main path, Sung Hoon lets Young So down on a bench to rest. When she doesn't say anything, he worries that she's still mad at him. Young So is like, after that sexy strongman performance, no way. And then she boldly tells him they need to head home quickly to spend a steamy night together. Poor Sung Hoon feebly argues that they should go to the hospital first. <laughs> He's sweet. So sweet. Speaking of hospitals, we see Hottie running into one and she gives the front desk her mother's name. As you said. Han Mimo. Nice. <laughs> I didn't write it down. She finds her mom who has this little bandage and she's like, I'm good. It's actually your dad who's the problem. And then she dramatically pulls back a curtain to reveal Hottie's dad. And I kid you not, this man was just laying in the hospital bed like he's deceased. <laughs> it was so dramatic. I couldn't figure out, like, did something else happen to him in addition to having the runs from the beef tartare? Yes. So, yeah, this is also another thing I love. Um, So Hadi's mom explains that he did, in fact, not die due to complications related to beef tartare, but instead had appendicitis. And fun fact fact about me, a girl who read Madeline religiously as a child. Me too. Everybody did our age. I am like obsessed with appendicitis. I it, it gave me the impression <laughs> yeah. that appendicitis happened all the time. I've never once met someone who has had appendicitis. I kind of low key want it because it just seems like an experience. <laughs> my grandfather had appendicitis. <gasps> Good. For also, him. my friend Katie had <gasps> appendicitis. Good for her. Um, She's living the millennial girl dream. <laughs> She's like, I was like Madeline. Yes. Yes. Why did everyone read that book and why? Like, it's such a weird book. It's like little orphan French girl gets appendicitis. The end. Well, she also gets into the tiger cage and lifts up her thing yeah. so that the tiger can see her appendi- appendicitis yeah, her scar. scar. And she goes, poo poo. <laughs> like a French girl. <laughs> yeah, so like anytime someone brings up appendicitis, I'm just like, yeah. Like it made uh-huh. a whole generation aware. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think my grandfather had appendicitis during the war. Wow. Which war? I don't know. I Maybe mean, it wasn't during the war. Very scary. Not gonna lie. War. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> anyway, we get a cute family moment as everyone worries over each other. And then a nurse comes up and says that Hottie's dad's room is ready. So he no longer has to just pass out right in the entryway. And it's a VIP room. The family is confused by this until our boy Temu comes strutting up. Hottie is understandably not okay with this, but her mom is like, oh, who is this? Hottie quickly jumps in to say that this is just someone from her team at work, specifically Mr. Kebin. Temu is too stunned to speak, but ultimately introduces himself as Kebin. Oh, how the turntables. (laughs) I thought this was funny because she was like, he's above me in our team at work and they were like but miss yo's a woman I know. and i thought that they were gonna be like 
oh, it's like a yeah a gender situation. But no, they were like, oh, it's just it's just Kevin. Yeah, I guess that was probably a smart choice, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I how are they gonna do this? Yeah, no, I I loved that. That was my concern. Yeah, like the moment when your fake, fake, now almost real girlfriend introduces you to her parents as your middle-aged co-worker who already exists and you are not. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I'll bet Kevin, though, would be like honored to know. <laughs> <laughs> President Debu imitated me to try yeah. to impress his girlfriend's parents. Yeah, oh, wow. he'd be like, this is like the vibe. He would. I wish I could be as cool as him. I'm gonna be honest. First time through, Kevin kind of annoyed me. This time through, he's kind of my fave. Yeah. What about Chairman Kong? I mean, he's my real fave. Yeah. Kevin is kind of my fave. Perfect. Yes. In the VIP room, Hottie's parents are very grateful. Hottie's mom, in particular, has stars in her eyes. But she's confused because she heard Kevin was in his 40s and Temu looks so young. Poor Temu is just like, yeah, I get that a lot. Hottie's dad pipes up that they must be tired from working on the weekend, or at least that's what Hottie told him. And her mom is like, yeah, that stupid new president guy was just handed the position. Hottie hates him. Temu chokes, and Hottie wonders when she said that. Her mom says, just yesterday. And Hottie gives Temu a very guilty look. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have a strange series of events where Minu is at Gubne. He breaks a glass, cuts his finger like a total goof, and then he has to go into Hottie's room because for some reason that's where the family keeps their first aid kit. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, in our eldest daughter's bedroom. That's <laughs> where everybody keeps their first aid kit. While there, Minu discovers Gumhi's contract with Temu and immediately gets bad vibes, believing Hottie's relationship with Temu is fake, which I find so funny because he's right. They weren't actually dating at the beach, but that has nothing to do with the contract, so he's wrong. Like, he's right answer, totally wrong reason. (laughs) Yes. Like, this contract was for before. Also, like, why is Minu always a gubne? Go to your own restaurant, my guy. Stop breaking shit. (laughs) Yeah. But also, like, I don't know, why would she keep the drawer open? Yeah. Yeah. This was just, I had a lot of questions after this scene, I feel like. Yeah, this scene was very much like, we need Minu to discover this some way, somehow. Yeah. And we'll convolute a thing until he does. Yep. Hadi and Temu are alone outside, and Hadi thanks him for the VIP room, and she also apologizes for bad-mouthing him. Temu is very understanding until he's like, pay me back for the kiss then, and the two start bickering in a good-natured way. But Minu walks up just as Temu tells Hottie that if she doesn't have the money, pay him back with a kiss. Minu reacts very badly to this, and this, I honestly don't really blame him. If I walked up on this, I would also be like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, to an extent, it is kind of bad, but it's playful. And I mean, like, tone-wise, I feel like it was kind of bad. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because, like, if the tone had been different, if it was, like, well, you can pay me back with a kiss, that'd be different than the way that it was. Exactly. Like, I think, I think that's kind of, like, how Hottie and Tamu interact, and she knows she's, he's joking, but, like, yeah. yeah. But, like, from an outsider's perspective. Absolutely. So, Minu comes out of freaking nowhere and just punches Tamu in the face. He tells Tamu to stay away from Hottie. What? fucking cold clocks i know Tamu goes to punch back but hottie gets in the way pointing out that the police are lurking nearby 
She tells Tamu to go home. She'll see- I liked how the the police were going like lights blazing. I know, but just cruising. Like, just driving through the streets. I know she's like, stop, the police are about. <laughs> Otherwise it'd be fine. <laughs> I'd let you I'd let you duel to the death if the police yeah. were here, but they are here, so Yeah. So she tells Tamu to go home. She'll see him tomorrow. And then she grabs Minu and drags him away. And she like, she spins that boy around like a top. It was very funny. <laughs> Minu presents Hadi with the contract and is like, were you forced into a contract relationship for money? This is sick and disgusting. You should have told me. But Hadi, she's having none of this to her credit. Like she's, she wonders why would she have told him? Also, yeah, why the fuck would I tell you? Yeah. And also like sex work is work, my guy. So what if she has a sugar daddy? Like why... I, I said that, not Hottie. But for her part, Hottie yeah. tells Minu that it's not his business if she is in a fake relationship and that she only stopped the fight so he wouldn't get in a bullying scandal like her first choice chef. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> and yet she literally is like, I didn't want this to be in the media. She says nothing about their safety. <laughs> She's just like, I didn't want a scandal. <laughs> well, they'd have to, you know, write apologies afterwards. If there was a scandal. Exactly. I don't want... Post it on their fan cafes. It'd really mess up your Instagram aesthetic. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that for you. But yeah, I love how yeah, he's like, being in a fake relationship for money? Gross. And it's like, I'm sorry. Like, that's actually a really great deal, you know? Yeah. Like, what? You have to pay for dinner with a kiss? Okay. Yeah. Mwah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she has debt and you're not helping. Yeah. She has the work debt she has to pay. She has a work debt to that guy. She tells Minu he needs to give a formal apology to Tamu next time they see each other. She can take care of herself. Minu asks if she actually likes Tamu. He's just using her. But Hadi tells him to shut his dirty mouth right now. Tamu doesn't deserve any slander. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Right? It's not your business. It's literally none of your business. Minu warns that it won't work out between them, but Hadi just leaves, and Minu looks miserable. And I was so Good. proud of our gal for standing up for herself in this moment. Like she was like, "No, I'm mad yeah. at you. I didn't like that. Stay out of it. Bye." Yeah. Yes. Good for you. Absolutely, I was. Mm. Yes. At home, Hadi quickly tries to compose an apology text to Tamu, but then she thinks about Minu's warning that they won't work out and decides not to send it. Meanwhile, Tamu sulks at home, his perfect corndog day at the amusement park ruined. He does get a text from Hottie, but it's very formal and just thanking him for the hospital room and promising to pay him back. He leans back and puts his head on his forehead, entirely dejected. Puts his hand on his forehead? Did I say put his head on his forehead? It sounded like you did, but I don't know. Um, I think we'll that this is out. probably just one of those classic situations, you know, because I classic. sometimes say put his, he put his wall on his face. Yep, I, I mean, on the wall. it's 12.02, but it's still Sunday morning. <laughs> it's still Sunday morning. Guys, okay, I have wonderful news. The Go Foods bus is back. As the team loads up, Hottie checks her phone. We don't see the interior this time. We though. don't see the interior, but they are, they are milking this bus. They're like, we paid to have it covered whatever you call it and uh that was expensive so we we're gonna continue to show this bus <laughs> we gotta so hottie is disappointed to see that Tamu never texted back from the night before but she's like oh well it's better this way but you can tell she does not mean it yeah young so surprises sung hoon in the parking garage at work 
He wonders what she's doing there, and this is where she's like, I have some bagels. It just happens. Sung Hoon gives her a little smooch out of love, and Young So drives off. Sung Hoon turns around to find a terrifying original bird in his path, and he drops the bagels in shock. And this this made me think this is very real to me, because like three weeks ago, I randomly found a bag of breakfast bagels on my doorstep delivered. I didn't order them. No one claimed them. And so I ate them. And I also gave them out to people as I saw them. So I guess this is really nothing like Sung Hoon's situation, except we both had a situation in which we were surprised and bagels were involved. Thank you yeah. for listening. <laughs> I, I love that for you. This is a good story. That mystery bagels, really man. I mean, mystery bagels. Mystery, how often do you have mystery bagels? I don't know where they came from. No idea. Taemu is very unhappy to find out that Sung-hoon's beau is Young-zo. Why didn't Sung-hoon tell him? His friend explains that just in all the mess between the four of them, it never felt like the right time to bring it up. Taemu is very hurt since they were supposed to be bros and he does not feel like he came before the show. Chairman Grandpa Kong is waiting for Taemu in his office and is being more godfather than grandfather as he speaks sort of vaguely, but eventually he orders Taemu to go on another blind date. Nar. Not another blind date. <laughs> Unfortunately, Australian you're frozen for me now. He must. Oh no, am I back? Now you're not frozen. Yeah, you're Yay. back. You're just like a bl- you were a blur over here for a sec. Oh gosh, yeah. Sorry. Sometimes I dematerialize. Yeah. We find out that the event that everyone used the Go Foods bus for was an employee field day, and they're playing dodgeball. Great. Hottie is killing it. But then she hurts her wrist, and this is devastating for the team, let me tell you. As Hottie recovers, the MC guy announces that the prize for this year's MVP player will be a private one-on-one dinner with President Kong. The crowd cheers, what a wonderful prize, but Hottie is not so happy. I Was she not so happy, or was she, like, it could be me? Yeah, I guess I kind of felt like she was like, it has to be me. Like, I'm not going to let him go on yeah. any other day. Like, no. This has lit a fire in me. Back at the office, Taemu is agonizing over his upcoming blind date. We find out it's with the infamous Yujung. Her mother's flirting really went far, and the chairman insists that she would be a good asset. Taemu resolves that he has to follow his grandfather's orders, but... He just really wants Marine Corps. That's what he wants. He wants wants a Marine group. That's what he wants. He wants to be swimming with the fishes. He wants his grandson to be sleeping with the fishes, but not in the dead way. Why are they marine group? Why do they have a museum? There's so many questions I have. Yeah, like, what do they do? I what guess do they, they do? Uh, well, they have the beauty products, or maybe yeah. they're, like, a just a media company. Yeah. Because I guess they were just filming the commercial, but I think that the product that they were filming the commercial for was a cosmetic product that yeah, they the, made. the glow stuff. So maybe it's one of those situations where, like, CJ has their hands in so many uh, pies. They've got a lot of fingers yes. and a lot of pies. They're just a big and conglomerate. Marine group is also the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they started off as a fishery. <laughs> maybe. Or a paid mercenary group Ooh, named after the U.S. Marines. Yeah. Like an international <laughs> or transnational corporation that's in space. <laughs> that's a silent sea silent sea Mm, it's all coming together (laughs) it's all coming together full circle (laughs) full circle so sung hoon wonders if this means that taemu is giving up on hottie 
Back at the office Olympics, Hottie is getting increasingly more bothered by the idea of some other woman going on a date with her fake, fake, and then a little real boyfriend. Ah! Whom she now knows plays piano, and that just changed everything. This was a specific scene they showed. Like, she was like, as she was thinking of Tebu, they specifically showed the piano playing scene, so it really meant a lot to her. That's really funny. Cut to Hottie, strutting out of the bathroom, game face on, ready to rock this dodgeball game. She doesn't care that she's injured. She's going to compete and she's going to win this prize. The game commences and it ends up just Hottie and one girl from the other team as the last ones left. And this whole scene was very hilarious, but it's very much a visual gag. So I'm just going to assume you've watched it and understand how marvelous it is. The show always hams it up when it gets the chance. And I I appreciate that a lot. I think it's lovely. I think it's great. Long story short, Hottie wins the game for her team and also manages to destroy Kevin in the process, which of course earns her the MVP award. Talk about fighting for your man. The team gets dinner together afterward, and I guess this is the dinner Tamu was supposed to go to? I was confused, but they're like, where is he? I Yeah, I was kind of confused about this too, because like, I don't know, they made it sound like it was going to be a one-on-one dinner. Right? With just the MVP, which, weird. Yeah. Um, I did think he was going to choose the MVP, but he couldn't because he wasn't there. He wasn't there. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the they'll bring situation. this up later. Maybe. Yeah. It seemed very specific to what this plot needed. So, hey. Yeah. Respect. Kevin somehow knows that Taemu has a blind date tonight. I swear him and Sunghoon are besties or something. They're always talking. Be. I think it's really funny. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was like, he. how does he know? How does he possibly know this? Or he's a stalker. We don't know. One of the two. He's got a tracking device on the car. Yeah. He announces this and Hari is like, what? She's completely shook. After dinner, everyone heads their separate ways and Hari has a minute to sit and think. She reminisces on some classic Hamu moments and ends up calling a taxi. Meanwhile, we're at the hotel where the date is supposed to take place. Yujung walks in, and we cut to see Taemu in a car. He answers a call from Hadi, and she tells him to get out of there now. She's upset. How can he do this to her? He made her fall for him, and now he's going on dates? She was thinking about him all day, waiting to text, and as Hadi rambles on and on, we see a cute shot of it's just Taemu's eyes in the side view mirror, and you can tell he's smiling as she's starting to duck. He's happy that Hadi is jealous, and... Did she really think he'd go on a date with another woman? Surprise, he's actually at her house. He was going to ask her out again today. Our two lovers race to each other and they both get stuck in traffic. Jumping out of their cars, they both run across a bridge, meeting in the middle. And they stand, staring at each other. And Temu tells her, Shinhari, if you come any closer, I'm never going to let you go again. And Hari starts to walk with a smile. And then she says Ah! she'll pay him back for the kiss with another kiss and they do they kiss and it's it's so cute it was so romantic it was like all these lights in the background i loved it and that's the end of i feel like eight. the show is really good at going out on like the the high points yes um yes i do think it's kind of funny though because i you know that i like read summaries mm-hmm. in addition to seeing the episode you've got a good summary I read today the summaries um I just, uh, I used a different website. Okay. So it's not Ready, Steady, Cut, which fave. Shout out. Um, the last episode, I think, was rated by whomever as a two. And I think it's <gasps> funny. They're like, it's too tropey. The, and then this show this... is all about the tropes. <laughs> episode eight was a 3.5 out of five stars. 
which is just a little over half. Yeah, I think that's a really silly criticism because it's like the show clearly is all about playing into tropes. Like it's built on a trope of the contract dating, you know? Yeah, and so um, it's just interesting to see like what what other people think um, and how wrong they are. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, but no. I thought it was funny. Yeah, this was a great note to end on. Like, I'm so excited mm-hmm. that our couple is together. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where everything goes. I feel like every time um, the show's really good at, like, uh, introducing these ideas and kind of wrapping them up within just a couple episodes, which I like. Yes, I so totally agree. hanging on the fact that they're fake dating and he doesn't know who she is. You're not hung up on the fact that, you know, like, the grandfather, we don't know what the grandfather's going to think of the girlfriend. You don't know X, Y, and Z, and, like, you have to wait 20 episodes. And I think that that's a good thing about the shortened Netflix format. Yes. And also the show, this show specifically. I completely agree. I It's tight. I've said this again and again. There's A yeah. plot, there's B plot. And, like, yeah. I love that our B plot's together now. And so it's, like, yeah, we don't have to constantly think, just worry about everyone being, like, well, they won't, they will, they won't, lay. It's, like, they yeah. will. We know they will. And this and is, fun. I think, reflected the writing the strength mm-hmm. of the writing to me is reflected in like the visual style and like the cohesive production values. Like it's yes. all they thought about it. And you can yes. tell that they thought about it. Which is nice cuz sometimes I think that they don't really think about it. And yeah. of course, I might be eating my words in 2 weeks when we hit the end of this, right? Yeah, it's 3 weeks. Close. Yeah. 3 Maybe weeks. Just two. Is it I don't know. Because there's 9, 10, 11, 12. So in two weeks, you know, I might be eating my words because mm-hmm. they screwed it up at the end. I don't know. But right now, things are good. Yes. And uh, you can tell that someone somewhere in the production line cares about the show. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is a solid <laughs> is romance. If you want like yeah. a, a K-drama romance, I think this is delivering on every front. And yeah, the ending scene was just so cute, so well done. And I love that. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a sucker. Talk about a trope I'm a sucker for is the, like, if you get any closer, I'm not going to be able to resist. And she's like, bet. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I know. I like that, too. This is just, it's hitting so many buttons, filling so many boxes. Yeah. I and it. I think this episode, we saw a bit of character development for Hottie. Like, she stands up, she stands up to Minu, and she's also the one who initiates the final... Mm-hmm. you know she's she calls yeah. Tamu and she's also initiating the kiss like I, I liked that we got to see Hottie in the driver's seat for a minute there like you know yeah. I, I think we talked about how this show good. doesn't have a ton of character development but there was a little bit there and I appreciate it yeah I liked it good yeah. episode uh so good this show's so good yeah thank you so much for listening if you'd like to hear a little more from us follow us on twitter at dramatized pod and if you want to join the conversation come join the discord the link is in the description of the podcast as well as in our twitter bio and please feel free to leave us a five-star rating review on whatever platform you are listening on and again thank you so much as always for listening we will be back next week with episodes nine and ten Woo-hoo, a voice crack right at the end <laughs> a business proposal finally and it- the voices are warmed up yeah right now we've gone to the other side where they are too warm worn out see you next time that's the end of the episode freeze frame cue the music Bye. bye